Good afternoon and welcome to the Dukan Show live session from SoCal Avenue's Warehouse 83. This is OT coming to you guys live as always with the crew, with the squad, with the family, Akawi and Reem. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, marhaba, sa'a, ya hella, ya hella, ya hella, ya hella. Well, yeah. OT, it's yeah. the first time I hear your voices on a Saturday noon. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Reem, Reem's you know Friday nights are fire. They're wild. <laughs> My Friday nights, especially in 2020. I'm so happy to be at Circal today. Yeah, 2020 nights, they get cold. You know? I love being at Circal. Hatta Matar Habibi, yalla, gayik, 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 pastrami. And oh, as always, we keep the good vibes going. Despite how this year has gone, it is still December. And as we always do, we look back into the year and see what we're grateful for, what went well. And what are our hopes moving into the new year and how are we going to kick this off really well for everybody? Um, before that, one thing I think I'm, I want to kick off with saying that I was grateful for and was actually quite lovely was uh, setting up uh, Reem's Christmas tree. It was my first Christmas tree that I've set up. It was a it was a, it was a random Christmas tree event. Every year I feel like <laughs> other people are far more organized when it comes to Christmas and trees. But this year, because I just felt like I, I'm going to take any good vibe I can get. So I was walking by this random store with OT and I said, I'm going to get this tree. And I bought a seven foot tree with everything on it. And I'm very, I'm happy it's in my home. I think that's kind of the gratitude piece of the year, isn't it? Like, if you if something makes you happy, even just a little bit, like, go for it. <laughs> there yeah. is no time. When was the last time you you put up a Christmas tree, Reem? Personally, so uh, this is going to sound really prissy, I guess, but there's always been people around me doing it. So whether my sister, I would always outsource the tree. It has been probably 10 years since I had to do the tree myself. There's always been someone that I was able to like delegate the situation to accept this year. It's all us. As always, I just showed up. Like I was like, oh, cool. We're doing a tree. All right. I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> That's how it goes. But Akawi, tell us, what are you grateful for this year? What's good? Another first that we did uh, this year was uh, the turkey, la. Oh my gosh. So right. we also had a complete Thanksgiving at my place this year. And I was so happy to have the people I love around the table. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, was the first like well-organized Thanksgiving we've ever done. Usually... We don't do anything, and somehow we get just a pie. No, not even the pie, bro. Not even the pie. Since I've met you two, since I've met no. you two, I've only known about how fired this pumpkin pie is that 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 gets done every Thanksgiving, and then the morning of Thanksgiving. Oh my God, the pumpkin pies! Yeah, OT, call them. Finished. Pecan, the bone pecan. Yeah, and we always end up with pecan pie because it never. But this year we made it, so exactly. But I think that look, I, this year was so dope. We, we had turkey, all the fixins. We had everything. It was good. It was good vibes. I was expecting Omar to like butcher that turkey with the knife, but Sarate did a good job cutting, you know? Low-key impressed. I was not expecting that skill. You guys both were fantastic. So, like I said, if you can do the smallest things together, it just, it makes, it makes the days so much better, don't you think? Especially that weird-ass Netflix show that we watched and finished. Auntie Donna. Because till now, I'm still like, I still wake up like this. I know people can't see it. I still wake up like this. Huh? Yeah. Complete question mark. <laughs> Yo, you know what? James Locksmith and Tarek, they should make a remix of the Can Show to sound like that. Like that's their job. To make an Auntie We're Donna hire remix. Them for this. Yes, sir. <laughs> Auntie Donna remix. Lazim. Straight up. Reem, what are you grateful for? Uh, this year, I'm grateful for. I'm actually grateful for everything. I, I'm grateful for every challenge. I'm grateful for every obstacle. 
but I'm also grateful for, because the moments where I sat down and was able to come to the core of myself, I realized I've always had everything I needed. My friends, my health, my family, and uh, there is nothing more important than that. All the other things, the things that you think anchor you, they're actually transient. The, these are the core. And so coming to that and learning that um, and going through the process of therapy, which is necessary for people who are struggling. I went through that this year and I'm grateful that I did because it brought me to where I am now. That's definitely important because like our automatic responses to look at the challenges or what it is that, you know, made the, this year a bit tougher than most. But I think in a lot of ways, I'm grateful for that challenge that the year brought through because for the first time I've slowed down because of it. Right. For the first time, I've actually spent time home and I got to meet my family. <laughs> like I'm I'm meeting them again. Like, oh, my God. Nice. Yeah, you know? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, my brother's actually not so bad, you know, and I got to spend time with them. I got to really know them. And, you know, even the challenges of like I th and I remember this last year, I remember saying this to Reem, which was that. I feel guilty for not being around for my baby brother because I'm always out. You know, we used to leave at 6 a.m., go to the gym, go to the office, and I don't come home till late. So I rarely spend time with him. And then weekends, we're doing stuff. So, you know, as annoying as it was to sit, to get him to sit down and get him to study and teach him <laughs> different subjects for school. But like, that was, I'm finally connecting with him. You know, we're hanging out, we'll have movie nights, we'll sit with him, watch cartoons, we'll play. Like, there was, activities and we'll train together. So I think it really did allow me to reconnect with my family in a way that I was, I made me see how distance, distant I truly was. And I think that was one of the biggest learnings for me this year. Um, another great thing, one thing I think we're all grateful for this uh, across the board is um, food scales. Oh uh, yeah. Little <laughs> scales to measure our macros. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I think we are more health conscious than we've ever been before as a, as a unit, like as a team. And that food scale yeah. suddenly matters. It's now suddenly a part. I don't know why we don't have branded the canned food scales, guys, because that's, it's, a, it's now a mandatory. Muhammad Akkawi joining us on the journey of better health this year, huh? But if it's going to be a Dukkan branded food scale, it's an old school uh, scale. This this whole new age technology bullshit. Yo, this one weighs all like up to like the milligrams. I don't know why you want to get that old hospital. Reem, you can't eat chips Oman and wait on a technological and a, and a, shismo, and a digital Akkawi. scale. My stewie. Akkawi, you can't turn every meal into a fish market. Like every meal, he's sitting there haggling with himself. The scale is tilting sideways. <laughs> no, thank you. That scale will always remind me of when back in the early 90s, you go to hospitals and that's what they'd weigh babies on. <laughs> yeah. So Akkawi has the baby weighing scale that he puts all his food on done deal guys you know what you yeah, have to start yeah. somewhere okay we're not all living on amazon right, uh, right, reem right, reem right, sends right. me the other day a deal where you get <laughs> six hundred and twenty-five thousand rolls of toilet paper for four and a half yo, dirhams yo, that was amazing i ordered those for anyone interested for anyone that's gonna run out of toilet paper in 2021 please call hello at dukami.com forward slash toilet paper reem let me explain. <laughs> this deal was so good. I sent it to everyone. And when it arrived at my house, I gifted some of them to people. This is how um, Yeah, it's like, okay, way. thank you for coming for my Christmas present. Here's the goodie bag. Feel toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> the most functional gifts are the best gifts. This is how I feel about it. No, this is how I feel. This, so just for everyone to know, this, this is Reem's digital uh, habits. Reem, in the middle of the year, goes like, you know what? I'm going to close my Instagram because I don't want to consume garbage. Garbage, okay, I'm going to shut off my Instagram because I do not want to consume garbage. That like, I want to delete free my it. soul. And then Reem deletes Instagram, but Reem still has Reddit, Amazon. Like you could have no idea what kind of garbage you could consume on Amazon.com because Reem finds these deals <laughs> that are so fucking weird that are so and buys them. Like it's not just digital consumption. Like it goes from your pocket. I I just want to explain. You know, I I agree. There's so much. I'm a pioneer in internet trash finding. I'm not going to go where the masses are. I need to go where the unknowns, the deep <laughs> armpits of the world, where they're unexplored. When they went to find land and they didn't have a map, I'm, I'm 
in the universe, in the internet, in the internet of things, I am the first pioneer. I go there, I purchase, I make the question, I ask the key questions, and then I share with you the highlight reel. That's I love it. No, no, you need to admit, I always say thank you, but then I send, I'm worried. Thank you, but I'm worried, but thank you. <laughs> I'm concerned, there is a concern, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> But also, what 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 I think was wonderful that that I I, I was I was grateful for the entertainment of Reem going off Instagram, and I think this was back in what March or Feb, and this guy in in Saudi Arabia DMs me because I think he sees our Insta stories and our posts, and he's like, "Who's this?" And I don't respond to him, and then I post another I post something else a couple of days later or something. He replied, "Can I please get her snap and Instagram?" And la sadiq. <laughs> And then, and then I don't respond to him. Then he gets angry. I want her snap. I want her Instagram. Send it. I'm like, Wallah, you should have utilized that to our benefit and told him, listen, I'll give you her snap if you understand her family roots leading to a Saudi. <laughs> right? I should have had him do the, the research for us. I, I just think, I don't believe that I got rid of trash. I, I OT will always, you know, filter out the trash at, at first. But the fans are the fans. You have to give the fans what they want. <laughs> Akawi, <laughs> do you have super fans? No, you know, that's because you give them everything on Instagram. They know where you sleep. They know where you eat. They know when you're working out. You need to give some mystery, you know, give it, give it a bit of a veil, as they say. <laughs> give it a, give it a veil. You think a little bit of mystery? You know, what is, what is that thing called that's outside the <laughs> car dealerships in the States, the floaty? Oh, the floaties. Yes, that's mystery. <laughs> that's my mystery. Mystery arms. No, no, what's the guy You know what? We're we're gonna leave this question out to all our listeners. If you guys know that air that airbag that's floating. What do you call the wavy airbag? Yes. That guy that the wavy <laughs> airbag. Yep. Hopefully Mariam knows what it is. She's gonna go text us now. She's just walking away to go Google. <laughs> She's gonna text us the answers now. But on, on the flip side, on the flip side, so I wanna ask you guys, as as we're talking about gratitude. What was the best part of the year for you? The best part? The, when we said, guys, it's December 2020. We need to do our uh, forecasting for next year. And Akka was like, it's December 2020. <laughs> like he literally had a moment <laughs> where he didn't realize that the year had gone. And it took him a moment to understand what was happening. <laughs> And I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? A hundred percent. And I was in shock, by the way. Literal, literally turned pale. <laughs> but this this goes back to what Oti was saying about this year. And I wanted to touch on that is that this year taught us that uh, this year slowed us down in term, in a good way. Yeah. Where like, for example, yeah. like in the previous years, uh, <laughs> time was so quick in Anusar ala. We used to get to uh, New Year's and it was, oh, okay, psh, New Year's and we just continue because, yeah. khalas, yalla, next year. Yeah. This year, I just, when, when, when you were like, the year finished, it's December. Um, it was such a slow year, but that's because of everything that happened, which is good. Uh, and it really taught us that, you know what, time can be slowed down. Time yeah. can be spent correctly. It doesn't have to be, the day yeah. shouldn't just go by in a, in a blink of an eye. Um, it was it was different, Sarahtan. It was very different for me. You yeah. know, those days at home were like, you know, I'm, I'm to, to Oti's point, I've been doing this since university. I wake up, get out of the house. I only come back to the house to sleep. Like literally some of exactly. my past uh, uh, previous houses were locker rooms. Literally wake up, shower, leave, come back, shower, sleep. Yeah. Wake up, shower, leave, I come back, shower, sleep. Uh, this time it was like, oh, OK, wait, uh, I need to fix this room up because I'm going to spend time in it. You know what I mean? I need to make it more homey and relaxing. I bought a stove, you know, right. for the first, like I've been in Dubai since 2008. I moved to, I moved to 10 houses, wallah, 10 houses. There's only one house in my 12 years here that I, that I, that I spent two years in 10. I've never bought a stove. You know why? Because I'm like, what am I going to cook? And it has microwave. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, my microwave has been with me for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it's really like, it's, it's, it was a very humbling experience, um, but it teaches you a lot and it also teaches you priorities. I watched you grow through it. So the Akawi that I knew January 2020, for example, uh, the Akawi that I knew, uh, we would not spend time at home, but would also not have a lot of time alone. You were always surrounded by people who love you. We we're always, you know, there was always something to do. And I watched us sort of for a moment uh, speak to ourselves like deeply for long periods of time, which is not something 
that we normally do. We speak to each other a lot. We speak to our community a lot, but we did not necessarily speak to ourselves a lot. And what I found, I watched you guys navigate that because I was looking for that as well. And I watched us grow through it. Like, I think you're, you know, more comfortable within yourselves. That's what I see from the outside. Maybe it's not, you know, but that's what I see. Yeah, no, you're right. Like to that point, totally agree. you're like, I've never, uh, to your point, I've never spent time with myself like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And especially going through, uh, going through a lot of the things at the time that were also difficult to be spent alone. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a whole other like emotional, personal self-awareness, role, whatever, like there's no word for it, uh, kind of roller coaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where even like uh, the other day, I found because uh, I because also it was the time where like you start like personally for me like I started journaling more versus that like once every couple of months you know you're like that like one page of what the f- is going on in your life. <laughs> no, but like it was a constant daily journal. journey, yeah. and then I read it the other yeah. day and I started reading and I'm like oh shit, <laughs> like yeah. you see you see how like the emotion like from like the start of and I always say this like to me with with COVID and everything it started off very toxic and negative where like. Fuck this shit. Uh, what a year. Um, uh, this is so negative. I can't believe this happened to us. I can't believe this is happening to humanity. And then after like a month or so, it, then it went like, okay, it's a very bad year. Uh, get over yourselves. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Find, do something about it. Let's just write it out. And then a month after that, it's like, okay, uh, this is what we're doing. This is the game plan. And then like a couple of months after that, to me personally, I was like, you know what? I switched my mindset to how am I going to make this year in 10 years from now when someone goes like, yo, how was 2020 for you? I'm going to go like, it was a great year versus me going like, yeah, yeah COVID, wallah, we were all screwed. Yeah, but, 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 you know, whereas, you know what? It was, Instead yeah. of complaining, you're looking at the positives of it. Exactly. And whether yeah. if it was through work, through relationships, through personal development, through anything, you're like, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't uh, that bad of year. It was a great year because like, I always say this person, I've said it a couple of times that one of the most things that I, that I believe in is the. Uh, you live, you learn, you lead. Uh, and this was a very crucial year for that because if we all yeah. lived it. We all learned. Now it's what are you going to do with it? Uh, and there are some people yeah. that are not going to do anything with it. There are some people that are just going to like keep it inside. And there are some people that are going to do things with everything they learned to lead or like to leverage on what they learned in 2021. And that that's where you'll see a lot of these people shine or a lot of these businesses or individuals or uh people really take these learnings with them versus like, okay, 2020 is over. Let's just park it. Let's just leave it as a, as a gap year in my life. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to be done in 2021 with everything personally me that I've learned that I, uh, want to achieve uh, in the years to come and I'm turning 30. So yay. Yes. Muhammad Akawi, a water, a watershed year. Yahya Akawi, cute, yo. Habib Golbu, you know, it's the filter. You know, you can fix the video HD, HD on Zoom. You don't look a day under 32. <laughs> when you see me in public, I'm purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too many layers of filters. No, but it's interesting. 2020 was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to all, everyone that says when you turn 30, that uh, 30, your birthday year on 30 is going to be like so intense. Because To me, it's the 29. Because when you're 20, when you turn 29, you're like, okay, there's a year for you to be 30 and start thinking of what you've done. So what have you done till now? And what can you achieve in this year? So when you hit that 30, it's not that bad. And I'm like, shit. No, no, I, I, I welcome everyone. Like 30s for me have been the best era of my life like as as tough as some things have been yeah the 30s are great i would not i would not 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 go back and i welcome everyone to make it this far because it's so dope stop acting 60 she's like it's it's been the best you're still in your 30s you're not you're not 52 (laughs) by the way i'm a thousand years old check yourself oof i'm like a thousand (laughs) i can't wait i welcome you i'm gonna welcome you into the 30s and i think well i will i will say one thing is that whatever you think the 20s are about, you only find out about it much later. Like the value of it is not when you're sitting inside it. And that was something that I really appreciated, especially when I turned 35. I was like, you know, wow, my 20s were just a time of great transformation and change. But nothing beats it. Nothing beats your 30s. Even, Even with the year that we've had, everything. It's just been wonderful. Uh, I realized how much I missed on my 20s because it was nonstop in my 20s. You know what I mean? Like same thing, mm-hmm. like university, wake up and then go work, uh, 
uh, back in the day, I was doing promotion jobs, or then I, I moved into Red Bull in university, and it was nonstop, just work, uh, study, basketball, gym, work, work, and then you get into the corporate life, and it's been nonstop. And now I stopped, and I looked, and I'm like, oh, okay, there goes my 20s. Like, not in a bad way, like, there was a lot uh, that I got from it, alhamdulillah, but, like, you just realize how quick those 10 years, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like that sound where that happened when you send an email to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sound effect. And I'm like, yeah. I think I think it's much more. Yes, it was it, at first. It was how much I missed was my perspective, but then I uh, shifted the lens to say how much I did. And then when you look at how much you did, as in how many connections you made, how many moments where your mind just got like blown because you what you your your horizon is widening. You know, you start out with a very narrow worldview. No matter who it is, you and then as you hit the end part of your 20s, if you are as privileged as we have been, as lucky as we have been, then you get to experience the world with agency, with your own, I'm going to go here, I'm going to fight for these dreams and being brave enough and maybe dumb enough to believe that you can achieve anything you set your mind to, right? This is what's brilliant about your, you know, your 20s. And I'm grateful for it because obviously that's my experience and clearly a similarly Akawi's experience. But that's not necessarily everyone's experience. And I am grateful for what I've, you know, and what I've seen you guys go through as well. No doubt. Yeah. The beauty of it is that it's not, it's never the same year. No, 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 no. And it never will be, by the way. <laughs> it never will be. It's just not our nature. Yeah. But, but uh, to be honest, I feel like this year for me will probably, as it, as it closes, be one of the greatest years of my life. As challenging with so much loss. But then I look at it and I'm like, oh, this was a fire that's tempering something that I didn't even know was inside me. And as I've, you know, like I've been going. So to um, there are some things that I'm not completely uh, understanding, which I'm okay with at this point in my life. But this this year I've had to face so much childhood trauma which as you, you know, grow older, if you are a child who has experienced trauma or a person who's experienced trauma, uh, most of us cope and move forward. Uh, but some of us like me, when everything went a little silent, you, it started to rise to the surface, not anything that I could control, not anything that I could, um, say, Oh, I'm just going to work on a few emails and this is going to go away. No, I would start getting uh, flashbacks and like real nightmares. I mean, I would call you guys in tears. And this had nothing to do with COVID, but it did in a way because the world slowed down and whatever I needed to truly deal with inside came to the surface because the chaos slowed down. And this year has been a year of me facing deeply who I am. And I'm not there yet, but when I look back, I already know this will have been one of the greatest years of my life because I actually got to know myself and uh, for better or worse, you know what I mean? Um, and I thought I knew myself pretty well before, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I can say now, uh, it's not how much I missed, but how much I realize I didn't care to look at. And we are all so special and remarkable, built so strict. We're just bags of skin that are made in miracles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, how, how we figure that out. So this year is that for me. And I made a really, and without your support, I couldn't have done this decision. I made a decision to cut out anything that would be, that did not honor the true cause of getting to know who I am and becoming peaceful with who I am. And you guys and your support, the way that you allowed me to navigate that without interfering or being harsh or uh, being, you know, um, in any way, you guys were just like my, my, my dearest brothers through it. And I, I don't know how I could have done it, how I would be brave enough to face facing yourself. The world is easy. Like looking outward is easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, that's so true. The world is easy, but facing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Facing yourself when you least expect it. Like you didn't, you didn't willingly walk into this, right? The year forced you to face yourself. And that's very different. I would, I, would, I tell Akawi sometimes, like, I do not recommend the intensive therapy and work personal work that I had to do zero stars for the experience 10 stars for the like a thousand stars for the like learning 
So I don't recommend it. <laughs> like it's not easy. That goes back to something I told you in the start of this before you before you started there, and I told you that, uh, uh, and this is and this is a very common thing that I've learned throughout my life is that there's a lot of people that, okay, so there's so there's so there's three types. So the first type are people that have zero self awareness uh, and don't know how to how to how to get there. Uh, and I and I say that based on personal experience. Uh, then you have people that are very self aware. Uh, and you have people that are very self-aware that think that that is the uh, benchmark. And خلاص, me being self-aware is something that I've hit that ceiling. And I understand. When I've, but then this is what I told Dream uh, at the start of everything. Uh, uh, is that you can be the most self-aware person in the world. And you can understand everything that's wrong with you. Or you can understand everything that you need to face. But if you do not action versus that self-awareness then you're still you're still that same person that doesn't know what self-awareness is and right. to and to Reem's point well. Reem, you were you right. you were very self-aware from moment but you just either chose or didn't want or didn't want to face that self-awareness or like what you need to fix you know because that's like step three and that's like the final thing which is the most difficult thing to your point where like you said the experience is zero because you faced it but it was selective attention yeah she was choosing what parts of her to face if if i may say that bluntly no 100 percent. but it's also some parts i was choosing to admittedly to to hold back because i had to continue and and fight for i had there was a cause that i was fighting for but then there's another part of me That's like, I don't know if you guys have ever had like exams at the end of the year and you didn't get sick until the last exam finished. So you were like working hard and working hard. And then as soon as the last exam is done, you get sick. And I get sick during so I can go to the bathroom and check the cheat sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay. So Akawi strategically had other, his world is different, but yeah. So I think for me, or like when you're doing a big event and it's like nonstop and then the day of the event, you're like, as soon as it's done, you get sick. So this was me, was like, okay, suddenly there was a moment, a bracket of peace, and it was, it was all this turmoil rose to the surface. And, and um, like, truthfully, think of the things we preach as Dukkan or we practice as Dukkan, self-love, care, blah, 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 all these things. I was saying those things and I thought I was practicing them, but this year I learned the the actual steps on how to do them and what it means to have that in your life. And um, I, 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 uh, I see many people around us doing the same. So I believe truly when they say it gets better. So there were some really dark moments, but it gets better. So there were great moments and they got better too. Like we had, you know, and I think that that's what I'm going to take from this year. It's a watershed year for me. Like I won't forget you know, what about you, OTOT? What about me in terms of what I've learned? Yeah. Um, wow, a lot. Uh, so let me let me start off by saying this. Um, I know how to cut hair really, really well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's something I've learned this year. I mean, no joke. Like, I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> and I've always heard about like, oh, every black guy think they can cut hair. No, no, no. I'm actually that good. <laughs> um, if anybody needs a fade. Also, I cannot cut people with straight hair. Curls, coils, you know, African kinky hair. I'm down. I got you. I mean, Did you just say kinky hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can cut a mean fade. <laughs> uh, let's take a second there and shrah any kinky hair. So what your hair is not. So kinky hair is like mine. The rougher, like the, the more coiled up and the tighter it gets, that, that's kinky hair, Akawi. Yeah. Well, at lot of you're kinky on the inside and the outside, mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> It deserves one of them. <laughs> so uh, I can cut hair really, really well. Uh, so that's one of the first things. The other thing I, I have learned this year is actually how to fix internet Wi-Fi at home um, and in the office space. So if anybody needs, I, uh, my new name for 2020 was not OT, it was IT. That's my Who's your creative copywriter? Aaron Lang, I got the science down. Like it got to a point where I would call my um, my Wi-Fi provider. I don't want to. I don't want to name any shame, but out of two companies in the UAE, but like I'd call them up and like I'd actually tell them what they need to do and why do I need them to send a guy over because he messed up in these places and this is how to fix it and I need access to his computer so I can do it for him. Like it was it was that kind of conversation. So I've been fixing people's Wi-Fi's for some time. Um, what else did I learn? I learned that I need to 
develop a lot more patience working with kids um, and teaching kids. Young, young people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like young kids, they are hyper connected in a way that I was really worried with my brother because we didn't let him go back to school. So, you know, home, um, distant learning, the whole thing. And then he's slick. Like he'll pretend he's in class, but then he's gaming with his friends. And <laughs> but in a way, I was also happy for him because I was worried he's not going to meet new people. Like, where is he going to make yeah. friends? But they found each other in the classes and they kind of started this online gaming community on their own. So they're they're built for this world yes. that we were never part of in the way they are. We don't understand it, nor do we see it the way they see it. Um, and the funny thing is that you cannot take their gadgets away. Because they need that to work. They need that to study. So like it's a world that's built for them that I'm learning and I'm understanding it little by little, which is great because then that gives me insight into what some understanding of what their future is going to look like. It is nothing like what we know it to be today. Um, I think that was wonderful in its own way. Um, Other things I've learned about myself is one, I didn't get sick this year. Which is kind of cool. Usually twice God. a year, you know, you expect it. They're like <laughs> twice a year, you know, where I'm gonna get we sick. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a hospital bed and I carry getting manaish from Altiab Manusha. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, Altiab Manusha, the best manaish spot in Abu Dhabi. There's the plug. Don't be shy. Shout out to them. So yeah, they were they were my <laughs> hospital sponsors every time. So thanks, <laughs> thank you for taking care of me. But like this year, I didn't I didn't have to go through that, which has been amazing. Um, so uh, other things I've learned is I could we couldn't train, but. I actually learned how to build a gym. What are the basic necessities to build a home gym, which I've done little by little over time. And I'm saying these things with like hyper awareness of all the privileges that we have. I think my gratitude list at the beginning of COVID to now have shifted because at the beginning, it was this daily reminder of, you know what? We got a roof over our head. We got internet to have these calls. I've got electricity. I got water. I got food. My family is safe. People are okay. Like it was the basics that you're super grateful for. And as it developed... You know, we are super privileged, like everything we've been having this year in its own way has given us different opportunities to connect with ourselves and be better with ourselves. Um, at the beginning, unlike Urim, of course, I was in complete avoidance of facing and learning myself. It was just learning outside, out things that are outside of me, that are happening around me. Um, and developing new skills, which I was super happy with. But I think towards the end of it, the past couple of months brought new challenges where it's like I had to start facing myself in a way that I didn't before. Um, and the interesting thing is that every quarantine I've gone through brought that same challenge. <laughs> in my case, with both my previous surgeries. OT makes you feel like he lives through the Spanish flu. Right? Every quarantine right? I went through. <laughs> From 1921. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my quarantines have been much shorter, uh, even though I do have a PhD in quarantine skills. Uh, but that has been because of uh, my transplant. So anybody that's immunosuppressed that goes through um, a surgery, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, um, cancer patients go through it as well at a point where, in my case, after my transplant surgeries, I have to quarantine for a couple of months because they're the most critical. So... I've done that twice because I've had two transplants and thus leading up to this pandemic feels like one uh, an extended version of a quarantine. So in that way, at every point I had, it brought so many challenges that had forced me to look at myself differently or understand myself differently and start to learn new things about who I am. And I think that brought in a completely new narrative for me this year where I think as soon as we sat down and we planned out that this is what we're going to do for the year and how we're going to react to things, it just became go, go, go. Even though I'm home, it was nonstop, right? And then leading to where we are now, a part of me is like, somehow we made it. <laughs> like I, the fact that we can look back, it's right today being the 12th of December, looking back into the year that, yo, Alhamdulillah, knock on wood, we made it this far into this year, right? Where it hasn't been the same for some and it has been better for others or worse. And this has been one giant leap of learnings that 
is an academy. Like I think the opportunity to get to learn yourself or learn new skills the way this year has brought around, I don't think we'll ever go through some, we'll ever see a time like this again as on a global reset scale that we can be better together. Yeah. So that's kind of a sum up of some of the stuff that we've learned today. Um, so next one on the docket, Reem, you, I think one of the, my favorite things that came out of this year was the goodness, uh, the good, good. Well, it, I started it for a bit, but then I needed to focus on myself. Um, but the, the pipeline is still there because I think that part of your diet, like Akawi was making fun of me earlier, but I think good news should be a part of your diet because obviously, especially when the election in the States was happening, every news feed was kind of populated with very much the similar stuff. And I think if you think about what's the diet for a healthy life, the content that you consume, which is the information you're, you're consuming over the course of any given day. So here's a question on that diet, because in some way you need to know what's happening with the world. In another way, you need to consume good news, right? Where do you draw the line between a balanced, good diet and, you know, avoiding reality? Oh, um, okay. So for some people, it's a time frame. So they'll say they'll only check the news during a certain time of the day. So it won't be first thing in the morning when you actually get up. If you first get up and look at your phone, your that some people say that space that first 10 minutes when you wake up that's when you should sort of connect internally and really practice gratitude because that's the most vulnerable space but if the moment you open your phone and i used to go straight to instagram that you have no control over that interaction or that first experience of the morning um for some people it's prayer for other people it's meditation whatever it is um, the second thing is some, for some people that simply doesn't work because their newsfeed is geared. Don't forget your newsfeed is an algorithm. So you equally, if you are looking at something and you hover over something for long enough, it says that it, te- it teaches the algorithm that you want that. So what you need to do is really seek out positive information and stay there and share that. And then you'll start to see your feed changing in that direction. Um, so I think those are like the ma- basic things, but it's really just beginning with, What's your diet like really look like? You have to see what you consume, like really take a look at it. And what are the key words that you're using when you search for things? Um, And you'll find that we're actually creatures of such habit. So if you make it a habit to find positive stuff, it will start showing up in your feed a lot, lot, lot more. So and for me, it's definitely been that. So the people you follow, you do need to call out negativity online as well. You need to say, hide this, hide this ad. I don't want to see this ad, etc. So yeah, uh, it's a vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're a procurator of your feed. And I think that's, um, that's a great learning. I think in a way for a lot of people who did not know that they could do that. Cause I didn't, I don't, for some reason I wasn't, I didn't click that I could do that. And I thought I was like, yeah, that's actually smart where you can actually choose to hide the content that's not for you on any social media platform. The three dots on top or below any post, you can click on that and select to hide this or this content is not for me. The same thing goes for the ads. If if it's not for you, hide it, get rid of it and actually spend time curating your feed. Because it goes directly to your brain, guys. (laughs) Like it goes directly. It's there's balancing your algorithms and your chakras, like straight up. And I think that's wonderful because like a lot of people didn't know you could do that, right? But like, Actually being hyper aware of what goes through your feed on any platform and just choose what's not for you. Unfollow people that are not for you. Right. Um, unfollow people that make you feel any type of way. And I think that sometimes they're your friends and that's okay. Let your friends know like, yo, we're friends in real life. Like, forget about <laughs> social media. I just don't like your content, bro. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But like, not in that blunt way, but really, if it's not for you, if you, if that content you know, makes you feel some type of like, you got to find the strength to unfollow. And if their friends have that conversation, be like, yo, like, I just need some time. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the same excuse of like, it's me, not you. And in this case, it really is like, it's your mental, emotional uh, well-being, which is necessary to focus on. Um, so yeah, I totally get that. And I think like, it brought, a, this year did, did bring a lot of learnings for us. And there is a lot to be grateful for. And that switch of approach which, mind you, is not an easy one, is a necessary one um, for all of us, for all our sakes. 
But I also think like it opens up uh, what I call an opportunity for like new obsessions. You know how we become what you what you're obsessed with isn't what you think about all the time. It's what you do all the time. So if you constantly just open your phone, go to Instagram or whichever social media platform, there is a minor there is an obsession that starts to form with that interaction because dopamine levels do get triggered like your dopamine highs hit, hit, hit because it's built to do that. But it can totally work in your favor, right? You can make that work in your favor. Um, the other thing is one of the things that I've fallen in love with is this study of how are we going to grow old? Like the population of the world. I When I started to clean out my feed, one of the things I was noticing is that I realized, okay, the world by 2030 will have more people over the age of 65 than under the age of five we're going to be a population of rapidly aging people. And so while now, obviously, young people online really dictate what we see and what we do in by 2030, that's going to be very different because we will be the dominant, just by sheer mass, the dominant number of people interacting with the world. So what's going to be important to us? This is what I'm obsessed about right now. I'm like super obsessed with like healthy aging and not lifespan not growing older for a long time, but health span. How do we actually age gracefully and well so that Akawi in his 30s can live his 30s as hard, like as happy as he can? But what does that mean? And, you know, I'm like, if I didn't change the algorithms of my life, I would have never found this new obsession. How would I have found it? it you know what I mean? Like, it's so dope. I think it's so dope. That's amazing. And that's uh, that's a necessary study. So if anybody can support us in any way, please do. Because <laughs> as we're all aging, uh, the brief the brief is how to age gracefully. That is yes. the brief exactly. Yes. So and, and, and I, but all you'll see is that it is coming back to self care. It comes back right cycles right back to it. But don't think about it when you're sixty. You gotta think about it when you're thirty. You gotta you own know? your gray hairs earlier. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. If you're growing I some gray hair in your late twenties. Don't cut that out. Yep. Own it. No, no. It looks great. It looks great. Akawi started, I, I noticed last time I saw him, was it a couple of weeks back? Like he started to get a little gray on his sides. A little bit of mustache. Yo, he's just got, he's got that zoom filter on, which is why you can't see it. But like, it actually looks good. It's a shame because I think <laughs> it looks great when people like go salt and pepper. I think it's the most refined thing. Sea salt and pepper. Because of the Akawi calorie counting. Himalayan, Himalayan sea salt. <laughs> We just we just got to repackage and rebrand Akawi as he ages into things to become like the can show's very own George Clooney. Yes, like, that's that's right. the direction you got to take it like. I'm as husband, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is aging right. That is aging gracefully. Yeah, Allah, that's man. part of the study right there. Yeah. So what's important to you guys in 2021? Like what's going to be important to you? What do you feel like we're going to focus on? I think before what we want to focus on, I think we need to focus on um, like what we is taking. So because we know that 2021, inshallah, is going to be a, a better year than 2020 because inshallah, the market will go back to it, uh, to how it was because due to vaccines and people can go out. So it, it we already see it from now that it's going to be a fast, a faster year than this year. So I think what we need to take with us is all the learnings we did and that awareness of like, even if the year goes back to normal, we still need to find that okay, that way or that time to slow down and not just forget everything yeah. that we learned in 2020. And that goes to all of us and everyone listening and everyone right. that's going to listen to this. Because 2021 will be different. It might be back to normal or the new norm, which is a much faster paced life. Uh, don't forget what you've, what, you've, what you've learned in 2020 and all the things that you've done and you wanted to do just because life might go back, uh, go back to normal. Uh, because it's very yeah, easy to, to forget uh, and just go like, yalla, you know what I mean? Okay, we're back. Um, Definitely. and that's something important for me and for us inshallah yeah we gotta take that lesson into the new year and the coming years yeah, I'm taking my cooking skills with me <laughs> cooking yeah. and juicing skills yeah, are coming bro. coming in 2021 you know what I mean Reem I know I know we we never spoke about this publicly but the world's gotta know um, your cooking skills that were left as a rumor for quite a long time came to life in 2020 with um, flying colors. Don't I mean, don't talk about me, bro. Don't like leave. <laughs> like don't say my name. <laughs> let's um let's let's just let's just let's just tell the world, you know. What? Uh, Chef Reem. Like know. I mean, I don't know how to. Cook. You know, Reem Reem <laughs> can actually set up her own fusion restaurant of 
Caribbean, Filipino, Arabic food and create a new menu. And, and all calorie counted, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> With the macros. With the macros. Low fat. Necessities, the exactly. mother of invention, guys. So, yeah. Right. I, I did I did and cook a lot more this year. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to continue doing it. I'm gonna, I'm just saying it happened. Like, this was one of those <laughs> things that happened. Um, but OT definitely enjoyed it. Akawi sometimes had had moments of, ex- of the experience. But uh, I'm look, I do love when I see like our family together at the table. I love big dining tables. I love that vibe. I think that that is it's it speaks right to the heart of our Arabness, like bring us all together around the table. And that's where like love and peace and happiness happen. But uh, there was there was another very big uh, in 2020. And that was because of Reem. Cutting what? candy grapes. Oh my god! Yo, I forgot about those. I don't know how she found cotton it. Candy cotton candy grapes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and Reem sends me a message <laughs> saying, "Akawi, I know you're home due to quarantine. I'm sending yes. you something, and it is going to change your life. And you know, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like people overselling me stuff because then I will make it a mission to find what's wrong with it. <laughs> and she sends me, and I open, I'm like. What you send me grapes? What am I gonna do with grapes? Yeah. And then I tried that grape. Oh my god! Oh my god! It doesn't make sense. And then they got sold out. They did. So cotton candy grapes are like remarkable because there's a farmer in Australia that makes them. So this goes back to like the heart of like farmers and farming and really being passionate about like what they do. And it's a grape, but when you bite into it, it tastes like cotton candy. Like, think about what this man had to do to get it there. And it makes the best gift. And it's on Kibson's when, I, it's not on right now. As soon as it comes on, it gets sold out because they're amazing. So shout out to the farmer, that one guy. And the simplicity of that grape, it feels like a complete gastronomy experience because it's just a grape, like really through and through. But when you bite in it, your ex- your mind is expecting a taste. If you've had grapes before, it ex- it's expects something specific, but then it does not give you that at all. It goes far left and tastes like cotton candy. It's a beautiful mind <laughs> fuck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's going to be our 2021. I think like 2021 is going to be cotton candy grapes. It looks like a year, yeah. but it's going to be well, something. See, what's the calorie count on a grape, on a cotton candy grape? <laughs> I don't know. It's actually quite light. It's it's just it's just fruit, so you're okay. <laughs> Your, your sugar count is a little higher, but on, by the way, grapes is actually quite low. So Macro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but on the real, I feel like, you know what? That's the theme for 2021. It's cotton candy grapes. Yes, sir. That's how you should approach every year. <laughs> yes, sir. I think so. I think it makes, I think what, what, what I found this year, as we look into it, all I'm trying to find is what's real. I thought you were going to say cotton candy grapes. <laughs> I am trying to find, but I'm on the like. I literally have a, I have a Google alert for it. I have a Google alert as soon as it appears. I'm on it. But yeah, no, I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. Like this year is, like, let's take it down to what's real. Like that's all that matters. Like, like I read it in Shoe Dog, and I feel like it's legit. If you try and seek that, like, what's at the core, then you are less likely to get lost again. Because that what Akari said is so true. As soon as everything starts up again, like back to like the same level, we'll forget. Yeah, and when you think we'll and when you think that you're forgetting, just reread everything you wrote or all the all the notes yeah. that you take or the WhatsApps that you sent to your friends. Just reread that stuff, and it's gonna humble yeah. you back. It'll right remind back you now. of everything you promised yourself, you promised <laughs> your world around you, and you promised your family. Like always, always get back to that. And I think maybe at a at a point to it is that. Maybe you want to put down a list of five or 10 promises you've made to yourself this year and put it somewhere where you can see it. Like as simple as that thought is, um, it's just that like, I don't know, hang it next to your bathroom mirror or something or put it in in the inside of your closet door. Whenever you open it, it's there. So as a constant reminder of what you've promised yourself that you're going to start doing or you're going to stop doing and the way you're going to start looking at life and looking at yourself. Or write it or write it in the first page of your uh, notebook, the one that you take with you to work or wherever or. Right. 
Just find a way where you're always going to stumble on it. Definitely. Another trick that I think is cool, I've seen somewhere, I can't remember, I'm sure I've seen it somewhere online, where some people would have it as um, as the wallpaper on their phone. So every time you use your phone, it reminds you of that. Yeah, that's what I do. So I think that's also wonderful. So as yeah. a point... And I thought I was on your wallpaper. <laughs> no, you were, you were. But now I need a picture of you holding your arms up in the air so that when I get a... So that when I get a notification you're holding it that's what i want yes i got you <laughs> i want so i need i need you to hold your hands up and send me a yes. picture so that you hold the notification yes please do yo and and take a screenshot when your phone's just full of notifications and share that yeah i will i will <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then for your alarm i'll put one of these it's time to wake up exactly it's time to wake up i love it all right, I guess with that one, we are coming to the closing of our session for today. Once again, want to shout out Circal Avenue and Warehouse 83 for hosting us. Um, shout out to James Locksmith, Tarek Omar, Maria Malaskiri, and all the amazing team behind the DXB Community Radio, which has been broadcasting to you live at Circal Avenue and on Mixcloud. So thank you guys for the love and support. We love you. And uh, shout out to the year. <laughs> I mean, really, shout out to 2020. Uh, with all its challenges, we have seen incredible growth for a lot of us. So that's something I think at the end of the day, we're always grateful for. And here's to making 2021 cotton candy grapes. Cotton candy grapes. And COVID, thank you and fuck you very much. Thank you for all the learnings. Thank you for everyone you made us close to. People, we love you. We know everyone probably had a roller coaster over here like us. If you ever want to reach out whatever you guys have in mind please do we love you and yeah join us on the one on the search of cotton candy grapes kipsons everyone's listening just make sure you send dream a couple of kilos around sponsor us the next time around holla sponsors and uh, yeah <laughs> let's, let's make it a cotton candy grape re- year that's such a country cotton candy grape year Thank you for kicking it with us today i hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast at to stay up to date with all our conversations. Also, if you don't mind, hit us with the five-star rating, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about the show. That way, it could also help others find the show. And be sure to share it with your friends and family, whoever you think can benefit from it. You can holler at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.